Welcome to Episode 7 of The Drift, a Starfinder podcast which is presented by NerdsOnEarth.com. This week, we are joined by Drew and Patrick of the More You Nerd podcast as we talk about Starfinder, what we are looking forward to, and live play podcasts. All right, welcome to this episode of The Drift, and uh, today I'm very excited to be joined by two guests, uh, Patrick and Drew, who are both from the More You Nerd podcast. Welcome, guys. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having us. <laughs> uh, it's awesome to uh, to have you guys here. Thanks for um, uh, reaching out. I'm uh, guessing on one of your episodes, and uh, I'm excited to have you guys here to talk about uh, the game that we all are anticipating as we get closer and closer to this August uh, release of Starfinder. So, uh, mm-hmm. so on a scale of uh, one to ten, how uh, how excited are you guys for this game? I mean, I'm an eight, but an eight sideways that just continues in an infinite loop forever <laughs> and ever. You know, <laughs> there you go. And I'm like at a nine point five, but I knock a point five because of how uh, how sort of angrily into starfinder patrick has become in my life <laughs> there's there's no way you could be more more hyped than i am uh, and it's been a, an a incredible thing to sort of see people that are super excited about this game as it's coming out um you know we started this podcast thinking people are going to maybe be interested in it and kind of been blown away mm. by um by the excitement level so it's uh it's been really uh an encouraging thing to see and i know I cannot wait to get that cool war rule book in my hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm making my plans for August 17th to uh, walk on down to my local gaming store on my lunch break and, and put down some cold, hard American cash on that counter and be like, yes, please. I'm going to read it for the next 45 minutes until I go back to work. <laughs> yeah, I may have put in for a PTO day that day. <laughs> oh, oh no, yeah. I've got that weekend off. <laughs> there you go. Trust, <laughs> trust in that. Well, awesome. So you guys, tell me a little bit about your podcast. Uh, folks here maybe not be familiar with it. Tell us about sort of what you guys do on uh, The More You Nerd and um, why uh, why you guys started. Yeah, so our show uh, has been going on for, wow, six years, which is six crazy years. to think about. Um, and our show is all based on uh, how, how many negative ideas about nerd culture that are just put out into the world and nerds hating on nerds mm. about this or that and it seems like anytime you post we're exclusive you can't be part of our cool club yeah and that's, our, and that's i'm sorry our uncool club <laughs> <laughs> and, and the whole idea is that you know anytime anything gets released whether it's a movie trailer or a comic book or a tv show you oftentimes see more negative negative commentary about it than positive commentary mm-hmm. and you know it's it's kind of toxic in our in our sort of nerd bubbles uh, and so what we do is we take challenges from listeners to you know watch a show or play a game or read a book or or run running the the nerd gamut and we take you know a, a week or two weeks sometimes to uh, to sort of dive into that and talk about our experience and whether that experience is, is, is positive or negative, we still talk about it in a positive light. So even if we don't like something that we, that we watch or don't like something that we read, we still try to, to frame it in the most positive light possible. Uh, (laughs) Unless it's an incredible bad movie, in which case we, we talk about why the reasons we like to dislike it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Makes sense. No retreat, no surrender is a fantastic, terrible movie. (laughs) Everybody should go watch a classic. (laughs) 
Well, and I think that's such a great perspective, like you guys said, in a world where so much so quickly can just turn into negativity around things. You know, what mm-hmm. what are the things you love and, you know, so can celebrate even in, a, you know, even in some things that maybe there are things you disagree with in a certain show or movie or that kind of thing? Well, I mean, uh, both Drew and I are huge comic book fans, and there's, I mean, it's such... Um, a negative space when you have all these um, authors and, and artists that are trying to do something new just about every month and people are resistant to change. I, I love reading new comics. I, I can't can't get enough of them. Um, or, or, or when a comic book gets converted into a movie and it's different in subtle or not so subtle ways that are <laughs> uh, that break the world apart because oh no it's an organic web shooter versus a mechanical web shooter <laughs> gross it just comes out of his wrist <laughs> i mean that's not the most logical place for it but you know i didn't want to wait doesn't web else. come out of a, a spider's legs right pretty sure that's how it works <laughs> oh, creepy well, that's awesome. And like you guys said, having done it for so long, like you have an incredible backlist of stuff for people to, yeah. to dive back into and, you know, go go look up, you know, their movie that came out in the last six years that they really like and see what you guys <laughs> thought about it. Well, I, I'm interested. You said you listened to some episodes. I'm wondering if you listened to it like I did at first, which is just pick out the things you're interested in and like download those episodes first. So you might go, I'm going to listen to episode five. 10 and 37 all at once. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of did. I kind of went through and spot, <laughs> spot check the things that I was there. And I, and it was really cool to see um, you guys do a great job in your spoiler cast. When you talk about movies mm. and, uh, and what, why those uh, the ones that stand out. And then, um, and I think to, uh, I think my favorite episode was when you guys talked about stranger things. Oh, oh man. Boy. Which oh, is, oh. Uh, what a what a love fest that was! <laughs> it's basically just us fawning over that TV show for an hour. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh. understandably, so good. So, so let's talk a little bit. Um, how did you guys get started in uh in role playing games, and uh, how long have you been doing it? Because I, I think that sort of will lend into discussing uh, your enthusiasm for Starfinder. Drew, I'm actually going to let you go first on this one, Patrick. Because I I have the longest history, I um, <laughs> I, I yeah the first role playing game I played was in high school and it was Dungeons and Dragons three point five, uh back in the day and I got, uh I was I was so lucky I was invited to like an adults game like a professional uh. kind of like uh, dungeon master and like four other adults like you know full grown people with day jobs and they played one night a week. And it was a homebrew campaign. It was a ton of fun. And I've just been really hooked ever since. And I've basically been a game master for like nine out of the ten games I've played since then, which is fine. Uh, I've I've taken on that mantle and I really enjoy it. But um, I love playing. I love game mastering. Uh, I basically just love the hobby itself. Every All aspects of the hobby. That's awesome. And so you've been playing pretty steady on that whole time? Yeah, you know, different games here and there. I played a lot of cyberpunk, you know, the classic um, sure. 90s <laughs> cyberpunk game. I love that <laughs> setting. Um, uh, started playing Pathfinder about five years ago, and that's kind of been the main thing that I've played uh, since then. Uh, I love doing, like, one-off or, like, shorter campaigns and other rule systems. Um, 
uh, we've had Monty Cook of um, well, of Dungeon Dragons, but also uh, Numenera, his, his game system on the Mori Nerd podcast, and he's, oh, very cool. Um, yeah, he's he, a really uh, cool dude. He's one of the guys that did the the main you know rule book for Dungeons Dragons 3.5 so i've been i told him on the show i've been playing his games for like 20 years <laughs> um but yeah i've been playing a lot of stuff since then but uh these days about 90% of the time it's pathfinder very cool yeah cuz it's a great system and drew what about you how long have you it's, been into role playing games and so so the gear to currently today as we're recording this is 2017 i have known <laughs> patrick since 2002, we met, we met on a bus to a retreat that was uh, for freshmen at our college that we went to together. Uh, we, we've, been, we've been really great friends ever since then. Um, so it stands to reason that I have probably played uh, role-playing games since January of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I, somehow, no. I somehow happened to become really good friends with Patrick when he was on a bit of a role playing gap, uh, so we never played in college. When uh, he he moved out of out of uh, he moved up north after college, so we just weren't in the same place anymore. And over, over time, you know, we started doing the show together and, and all sorts of stuff. And then finally, at the the sort of end of last year, we started planning for getting really into. It's actually honestly, we did our my first role-playing experience you can hear on the more you nerd podcast and if oh, i had yeah. been if we i had pathfinder. Been, yeah we did a pathfinder just a little mini one episode campaign if i'd been more prepared i would have had that episode number ready for you but i don't have that in front <laughs> of me right now. but uh and you can hear me going through it for the very first time and it was such a fun experience that we decided to get a a, a group together and so we got some friends together uh my wife really wanted to join in too, so she joined in uh, with us, and we started a a campaign uh, in the in a Final Fantasy uh, rule set mm-hmm. layered on top of Pathfinder, uh, which homebrew is rules. It's Great homebrew stuff. rules. It's really really interesting. Uh, if you're familiar with the Final Fantasy video games, you're like, well, how does this work? And this work somehow they make all of these games <laughs> and all of these these sort of classes and jobs from all of these sort of things work together somehow. It was really weird. Uh, so we've been playing that about weekly since January. And, uh, and then all of a sudden a new game is on the horizon and, uh, who Final fantasy is getting dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're gearing up to play Starfinder just cause I'm, I'm so excited about it. I cannot wait. Yeah. So let's talk about why you think, um, Starfinder might do really well in the context of, uh, of the role-playing games as they are today. Cause I, I think that's one of the things um, I, I'll be honest, like to, surprising how and th- how high the enthusiasm is for this game. Um, I, so I'm, I'm curious to you guys, why, what, what makes Starfinder such a draw for you? I mean, I, I've played about, um, you know, gymmed or played uh, three or four, full pathfinder adventure paths and to me their their writing and the way that they publish their materials is is so good it's it's um you know peak professionalism as far as the the role playing game world goes um they they have a schedule and i mean i've never seen them fail to meet a deadline or um <laughs> i've never i mean i've read like probably 
50 to 60 Pathfinder books. I've never come across one that was like, oh, well, that was a dud. They're all great. Um, they, ha they have a really high kind of publishing quality. So when I found out they were making basically a brand new game, a brand new uh, setting uh, with, with all the, you know, a new Avenger path, a new kind of monster manual. I was, you know, I was on board from day one. That, that was like May of 2016 that they announced. I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sign up <laughs> right now. When can I pre-order? Um, so, I mean, for fans of Pathfinder like me, that have been playing for years. Uh, as soon as you find out, you know, Paizo's doing anything, you're, you're basically on board, whether it's the adventure card game or, um, you know, that they, they just finished this Kickstarter for the, the Kingmaker um, video game. Back that. <laughs> Back that yeah, immediately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think fans of, of Pathfinder are, are you know, already <laughs> beating down Paizo's website's door to, uh, to be the first to be able to download the PDF or pre-order the physical book. Yeah. yeah, and so Drew is somebody who's newer to role playing games. What uh, what draws you towards sort of the science fiction, science fantasy realm that uh, is going to be the Starfinder focus? So I, I'm a huge sci fi fan. I love science fiction as sort of a genre, and I extend that to sci science fantasy for stuff like Star Wars and stuff like that. I'm I'm a a huge, huge fan of this. Today, I was listening to Star Wars music in the car because I insisted that my my kids grew up on, on Star Wars and Star Trek. And, I, and the idea of of having sort of that that that, that sci-fi inspired look and feel and aliens and 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 all of the art that that Paizo's put out for Starfinder so far has just been phenomenal. And, and these sort of you know, gigantic, uh, like spatial cities and, and looking like a, a, like a Blade Runner style, uh, alien, you know, mass effect, whatnot. It, it just, <laughs> the mind goes, goes out there. I, I love it. And, uh, the art that we've seen so far. So good. It's great. It's really, really great. And they, they are firing all cylinders as far as art is concerned. And, and as I have gotten into to more looking at Starfinder and looking at at all of this the, this new stuff that we still don't know ten uh, percent of yet, uh, and having only played since January really regularly, it the idea and thanks to your show and uh, mostly uh, finding out about most of the information that it seems like the the rule sets are going to be a little more streamlined. Hopefully, in the 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 interest of getting new players involved in the game and not having to have 10 years worth of backlog content that you feel like you have to get through to be able to just start on day one with the brand new thing and new mm. rules and not having to spend a ton of time learning, you know, this rule or that rule and maybe going back to Pathfinder with more knowledge and more understanding. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, for example, I am, terrified of setting up a, a character sheet for a new character because I'm not sure that I did it right the first time. <laughs> I, I, you know, I still have to worry about what, you know, how do I calculate my touch AC and how do I do? Okay. So I do this for a, is this a fortitude save or a reflex save? And what is, well, uh, so, I mean, as a new player, I, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are drawn into 
tabletop role-playing games uh, for the first time because of Starfinder. I mean, I, I talked to someone online about this, and they could not fathom that someone you know, like sci-fi, but doesn't like fantasy. There's tons of, there's, I've met uh, dozens of people that aren't huge into fantasy and that's fine, but there's, there hasn't been like a, you know, um, a meat and potatoes core rule book that describes a, a science fiction slash fantasy universe until this August. Yeah. And, and I think that that is one of the, the strengths of Starfinder is, Obviously, we'll all be able to play down the adventure path if we want to, but also being able to take it and go in a different direction, I think, is um, is, is going to mean you're going to see people for the first time kind of really embrace it for the fan point of, man, I, I want to make a Firefly-like game or <laughs> an or, Aliens-like game or, you know, or they're, they're all... Mash them together. Oh, man, I would play that in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. And so I think that's going to be a, a huge <laughs> selling point. And because it is new and it is being streamlined down to sort of be... It's not, obviously, it's not going to be simple per se, but it's going to be, you know, more user-friendly. Oh, I think that's going to be... Um, a, a huge selling point for for people that, like you said, maybe have never jumped into it, right? And um, and, all of and the I calculations can, that my video games have done for me <laughs> for decades now. Well, and you I just do have to add like a couple numbers together. You're fine. <laughs> I, and I think that that's an interesting thing to think about is um, how many science fiction role playing video games there have been that. That might mm-hmm. pique somebody's interest, right? If you're if you're deep into Mass Effect, um, Starfinder might pique your interest for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could I could go play, you know that kind of thing. And yeah, you know it, it's in some ways like D and D or Pathfinder, but it's different. And uh, and I I'm really excited to sort of see who new comes to the table, not just from the standpoint of new people playing, but also like. Who's going to be the new people that are going to be creating content? Yeah, you know, that um, there are so many ways now. So it's crazy to think the game is not out and you can go on Kickstarter, and there are people that are promising to have modules done. <laughs> you know, not not too terribly long after the game drops, and I, and you know I get it. There's ways to map story, and then you just got to plug rule stuff in. But yeah, I mean, it, it, you can basically write a, a Starfinder quote unquote campaign using Pathfinder rules right now and then just convert them all over once August comes around. Yeah. Just tweak it to, to fit this new, this new setting. So I think that's, um, that's a huge appeal. And I think part of why there's so much interest, um, a lot of the, uh, in the like Starfinder Facebook groups and stuff, you see people talking about, um, you know, maybe coming back to role-playing games for the first time and this excuse for them to jump back in. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, whenever, whenever I read someone that has drifted away from from uh, from games, maybe because they're, it's too complicated or it's too hard to find people that are interested in the same kind of storytelling that you are. Um, you know, once they hear about Starfinder and, and realize you know what they can do with the system, uh, getting excited before the game even comes out, like the three of us right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh-huh. Well, and I think that's a huge place. So, obviously, thank you for listening to the drift and hearing information about it. There, what are some <laughs> of the other places that um, you guys have discovered that are, are pretty good content for 
uh, for Starfinder. I mean, obviously, I would point to the Paizo blog, um, paizo.com slash blog. It is, um, I, I mean, at the pace at which they're dropping new stuff now, <laughs> start, it's it's pretty much they focusing only on Starfinder. And, uh, and they're, they're me, releasing, me my in, they're releasing infos. They're releasing info so it just feels like so minutely at a time that you pour <laughs> over every single thing that comes out. Yeah, well, it, it does feel like there's probably somebody somewhere that has one of those giant bulletin boards with all the strings of yarn and uh, connected <laughs> to all the pictures as they're mapping it all out. I mean, but, think uh, about it. Uh, well, there is uh, on on the Paizo message boards, his name, uh, her name, I don't know, uh, is Archmage Varial, and they've put together a master list of collected information. And yeah, in that is, Google document. Yeah. Yes, and uh, it's so fun to go on there and see like you know fifty random people looking at the same Google document at the same time. Uh, it's it's great. I've I've probably clicked on that like once a day for the last month. <laughs> well, and yeah, and whoever's been doing it has done a fantastic job of you know just adding the new stuff as it happens. And oh yeah, um, that that's that's kept my hype up uh, many a times when I should have been. Uh, asleep you know in bed i've just been like well what about <laughs> this aspect and you know it's updated all the time it's great um but yeah the the message boards there's um on paizo.com are a great place uh you know people throw out questions there they talk about what they want to do with their homebrew campaigns um it's a little little hairy to navigate because some of the text threads are just have hundreds of replies on them. There's uh, yeah. tons of people talking about it. Um, but that, they're great because um, Paizo employees like um, uh, Owen Stevens and, and, and them will, will jump in and, you know, answer questions immediately, which uh, uh, is great to have that, uh, you know, instant access to, to writers and, and, uh, and creators at the company. Yeah, and they do a great job of sort of responding and being engaged in that way. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they... They obviously have other stuff to be doing as well. So, <laughs> yeah, just a few things a month before launch, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. All the way from wrapping up stuff and warehousing it to, you know, writing what's coming next. Right. So, th- there are a few other online resources that I want to put out. Um, some are self promotion, some are, uh, you know, outside promotion. There are a few subreddits if you're on reddit.com, uh, specifically for Starfinder stuff. Um, the Starfinder underscore RPG is like the main one, like the biggest one right now. And I mean, anything and everything Starfinder related from the blog posts on Paizo to the Drift podcast has been posted on there every episode. Uh, everything gets kind of um, put into one big pile there. So you can go and, and find all the, the stuff and, and talk to people about Starfinder as we get little trickles of information. Um and you can find the the collected Google document we just mentioned uh, on the sidebar there, as well as links to um, the Starfinder RPG Discord. Uh, if you've not used Discord before, it's it's like a, a chat program and a voice program. Um, it's, very sure to, it. it's very similar to, to Slack, Slack, if you know what Slack is. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, a lot. Of, I, I first heard about it mainly... Uh, as a voice chat program for video games, you know, people playing overwatch and yeah. League of legends and stuff like that. And I didn't know about the, um, the text, uh, there, you know, it, it's a great, um, old school IRC. Uh, so you can text people all day long, talk about Starfinder, post your, 
your characters and um, your homebrew content. I made that myself a few weeks ago because I was sick of there not being one. <laughs> I, I wanted <laughs> I wanted to, to chat with people immediately about the game and, and, and find out what they were going to do. And there's another Discord server specifically for um, Starfinder Society Play, which um, oh, cool. have you, and I think that's SFS chat.com uh if you if you type that in and we'll have i'm sure we'll give you all these links but you type that in and that sends you straight there to discord chat and um jason have you done any pathfinder society before i have not i uh, i know of it and i haven't done a ton in fact um we uh i think uh very soon after this episode we're gonna have a episode that's focused on um Starfinder Society. So, oh, awesome! Some, some folks from Paizo have agreed to kind of come in and help us. Uh, if if you're interested in that and trying to figure out how do you find a game and, and jump in, um, yeah, they're uh, they're definitely willing to help. So, yeah. So I I just I have to say uh, as again as somebody new to to this this whole role playing experience and thinking about me as 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 a kid and as a teen, not being able to like even if I wanted to to play a, a D game or I guess Pathfinder didn't exist when I was a teenager, but just, <laughs> what, you know, how you had to go about that then versus now and how the internet has really changed a lot of that. And to the point that there are services that you can play online with people that you actually know, but are worlds apart. That's, it's, uh, it's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing to think about how technology is made you know, things possible. When I, when mm. I first started, um, role-playing game, you know, I, I just got lucky in that, uh, there were a couple of guys in my apartment complex when I was a teenager that were as bored as I was. And I was like, come <laughs> on, we're going to do this you know? <laughs> um, versus, uh, yeah. I mean, and you think about what even people like in farther off places where maybe they don't have a local gaming shop, you know, oh, how do yeah. they, how do they find some, uh, some way. So yeah, so technology being out there and uh, things like Roll20, Fantasy Grounds, those kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. They're huge uh, assets to let people connect in new and different ways. Oh yeah, now we're, we're playing on Roll20. I've looked into Fantasy Grounds. All great options and I mean basically anything that can, you know, allow five or six people from as many time zones to schedule a game uh, and, and you know, both see a, a physical re- representation of like, you know, maps and characters, but also do voice chat and text chat. Um, the, the fact that those all work and uh, are so far ahead of their time, in, in my opinion, is, is awesome. I mean, yeah, our, our I, just, I really wish they existed when when I was growing up because I've been playing these games online for the entirety of my life. I think. <laughs> yeah, our typical yeah. group is is six people in four different states and in two different time mm-hmm. zones. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, to to think about. Yeah, so so I know you guys are, are very interested in playing Starfinder, uh, Drew. I'm gonna go ahead and put you on the spot. Do you, do you have ideas of a character? <laughs> do you kind of know what your your first Starfinder character might look like? I may I may have a backstory for this character already. He may have oh, a name. Okay. Uh, I I'm going to be playing an envoy because uh, I think that sounds uh, very interesting. Okay. Uh, and I am going to be uh, playing a an Isoki, one of the rat folk. Uh, in, in nice. The game. So part 
part rocket raccoon part uh <laughs> part lando calrissian part danny ocean from what's so, Ocean's <laughs> 11 what's so funny is we've we've texted about this before drew and uh hearing you say it the first time i feel like i uh mispronounced in my mind both those words <laughs> uh, i was like a, a, a yasaki uh envoy or no envoy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there needs to be a, a definitive pronunciation guide somewhere. Uh, no, Isoki me makes much more sense. <laughs> I feel like you've. I feel like I picked up that pronunciation from you somehow. I don't know why. I don't think we've ever said it aloud until now. It's so weird. <laughs> That's strange. Um, well, Drew, awesome. where are you going to be playing that uh, that character? Uh, so you know, we we decided uh, that we were going to. You know, we, we, we're podcasters. We like getting on, we like getting, getting out there and, and doing stuff. And we like talking. We like, we've really liked playing this game. So we're just going to mm-hmm. broadcast our game. We are going to yeah. broadcast the game we're playing. You can find all of that. We're going to call it Cosmic Crit. Uh, we are, we can find us at cosmiccrit.com. By the time this episode goes up, you can actually go ahead and, and subscribe to the RSS feed for it so that you can be on board for the first episode that we are going to get as close to the August 17th in August, release yeah. date as possible. In August, let's say. And uh, yeah, you're going to get to, to, to talk, see Knack, the Ahsoki envoy, and uh, Astoria, the... Uh, the Lashunta Salarian and close enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's another a name, but uh, I mean, uh, well, we, oh yeah, Astoria is my uh, this is her character in the. Uh, it's the her She's been another a name, but no, we we have uh, uh, this is our Monday night game group that's been playing together for uh, about half a year, and it, it's five players, and I'm the GM, and I've had so much fun in that game. Uh, I've I really want to record all of them and, and share that game, but uh, it's just it's so hard to do, um, like kind of after the fact. Yeah, and can uh, can, can we be real about something for a second? Oh, we yeah. oh, when we played on Monday, we lost our first character. We had our first character <laughs> death. Oh and, no! And I and again, I've only been playing since January. My characters uh, it wasn't <laughs> me, but my characters kind of you know I'm attached to to my my final fantasy summoner that i have been putting work into <laughs> and uh, to see somebody lose their character granted he's played other he's played other rpgs he's uh, this particular uh, member of our team and uh it, it's just weird because i'm not used to that just being gone i'm used to like <laughs> resetting to the last save point and <laughs> backing mm-hmm. up and, and all of this stuff and that not being an option Ugh. Nope, you, you, you got to make those characters ready to, to tear up that sheet and make a new one at any moment sometimes. Yeah, so let me throw a Starfinder twist on that one. So mm-hmm. I, I am looking forward to the day when I am uh, I am GMing and uh, the team loses their ship. Mm. Oh, boy. Can you, uh, can you imagine? Dare right? you. They're in the escape pod and they see it from like clicks and clicks away and it just like implodes yeah so this is i kept all my stuff that's another question (laughs) since we don't have the ship rules yet are there escape pods yeah right and and how does all that work i I think uh right or is uh is that something you have to equip do you have to uh do you have to add that do you level it up because we do know one of the dynamics about ships is going to be uh they improve as you improve so Mm -hmm. you know i think that's going to be an interesting the dynamic is, is, is there you going to be any 
Weapons is there going to be an insurance mechanic like uh, like in uh, <laughs> Elite Dangerous or uh, Star Citizen? <laughs> Starting all over with the same point. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but we're we're so excited about that uh, uh, Cosmic Crit is, is what we're we're going to call the show, and the the vast majority of what we want to put out there is the the actual play itself. Um, you know, we play for a couple hours every Monday and, you know, editing that down, we can probably get it into like one or two episodes. So, um, we're super excited to bring the, the characters that we've been thinking about for the last month or so, uh, into maybe dead sons, the AP, um, or just into the, the universe that Starfinder is setting out in, in those first couple books. Um, yeah, and and you're you're also talking about uh, half of the people that are participating in this campaign were theater majors in college. Uh, <laughs> nice. Some some interesting character moments, some interesting voices, some interesting uh, character choices. I'm pretty yeah, excited. And, I mean, basically, I um, I listen to a lot of actual play podcasts, and I thought about like what do what do I like about all of them. Um, and like, you know, the, the segments that they do, you know, like little talkback segments or, you know, um, bringing in um, fans to, to make NPCs that you can interact with in the world. And I just want to incorporate everything that I love about listening to to gameplay podcasts and yeah, and bring it to life in Cosmic Crit. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. And so you guys are going to be playing through the first adventure path and uh, that'll be a great opportunity for people Um to sort of see kind of what's going on in uh in that if they're uh they're interested in that and playing through. I need people to listen to make sure that Patrick is playing by the rules. <laughs> and is it because Drew isn't gonna read that entire rule book. <laughs> so yeah, so, pages. <laughs> so if you're a rules lawyer, then this is oh, an opportunity like to engage in uh in, in the listening <laughs> oh. experience. Oh my favorite fans. Uh <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's the thing uh, of us. We're, we're not going to like go back and ever redo a segment. Uh, I don't typically roll my dice secretly, so the players they they'll let you know what I rolled based on their reaction. If I roll a inopportune twenty, they their groans will let you know. And uh, <laughs> same thing, I, I I happen to roll a lot of ones, so they'll they'll cheer Thankfully. whenever the the monster does that. But. Um, uh yeah no it, I I play by the rules I'm pretty 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 uh strict about that he's he's it's, been pretty good I I have to say he's been pretty good <laughs> I mean it's one of the, the reasons that we we play Pathfinder is because it is very rules driven and you can I mean if you ever have a question you can usually Google it and someone's already asked it before which is <laughs> awesome um, yeah gosh that's one of the uh, the best parts of the internet right oh yeah uh, hey what uh, what about this uh, Google it. <laughs> I remember looking up uh, or just seeing something linked that was a conversation about whether you could drink an underwater drinking potion while you were underwater or underwater <laughs> yeah, yeah. potion while you're underwater. And then someone someone uh, posted a video of them, I think, drinking wine underwater to prove, <laughs> to prove, prove that the it theory. Can be done. Oh, great. Uh, that's that's nerd dedication right there. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was either already going to drink wine or was in the pool already. So he was halfway there. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that's awesome. So cosmiccrit.com? Yeah. Yep, yep. It's up uh, right now. And um, gosh, you can you can find us at Cosmic Crit on Twitter um, or email us. Uh, you can email us 
before the show even comes out and we'll you know get back to you we'll email you back or we'll we'll read them once we we record those first couple episodes uh the email is uh, cosmic crit at gmail.com yeah, and we're we're Very looking cool. to to do some other fun some other fun things like some character moments little little skits or sketches between between yeah. characters uh, between adventures um and uh, I think there I think you know if we get some community participation there could be some other fun fun things like the mm-hmm. you know the weekly uh GM screw ups uh that we can just <laughs> broadcast all the times that Patrick has messed up in a in a call that he made or a you're, rule you're, that you're he really enforced. hitting on, on me messing up a whole bunch <laughs> you're, you're placing your bet on uh on that that part of the table. Okay. Yeah, Drew, I, uh, I might go ahead and start making a backup character. <laughs> <laughs> no, make paint a target on yourself right at the beginning. <laughs> well, I mean, that's awesome to hear. And uh, yeah, so like the rest of us, we're all anticipating and waiting for uh, the game to come out here shortly. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a, a fun uh, thing to add to the, the rotation of other uh, podcasts that uh, are, I love a, a lot of the uh, the live play, and uh, certainly makes me better as a game master hearing other people's ideas and approaches, and so uh, so yeah, that's awesome. You listen to the drift, then you go and you listen to Cosmic Crit, and then hopefully there'll be some more Starfinder podcasts coming out too. We we never know. I've 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 heard on the subreddit someone wants to start one dedicated to all homebrew uh, stuff and like talking about the rules. And I, I would listen to that personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a lot of potential there and uh, we definitely have some ideas too around the drift on some things we may uh, put mm. out in the, for the future for people to, uh, to continue to, to love and, and grow in the game. So very awesome. Cool. Well, Hey, so I, I'm going to spring this guys on you. We always close every episode with, uh, what's something you're nerding out about that uh, you would share with everybody else? So, uh, how about Patrick? How about you go first? What's a uh, what's something you're nerding out about that you could share? It's so unoriginal because you've already had, I think, at least two guests on your podcast say the exact same thing that I'm about to say. But it's new to me, and Drew Drew's already dug into this. But James uh, Corey's um, Expanse series. Uh, okay. Uh, I finally uh, read the first book. I, I've waited to watch the show until I, I at least got the first book down. So I read the, the first book over the Fourth of July weekend, and now I'm watching the show, and I'm just, I'm, I'm so into the, 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 the hard sci-fi right now, uh, getting ready for Starfinder, and they're great. I mean, I'm, you've probably had a million friends if you're listening to this talk talk about it if they've read the series and, um. They're they're thick reads, but a lot of fun. They're really fast too. Yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of the third book, as I have been oh. for probably a few months now, and I've been trying to so get uh, been trying to get uh, Patrick and our other co-host Miles to read, just get into the first book for <laughs> almost a year now, and it's I, I still haven't watched the show. I, I've just been focused on the books because oh wow, because okay, it's one of those things where it's like I, I read the first Harry Potter book after seeing a bunch of the Harry Potter movies, so now uh, in my head all the mm-hmm. characters look like they look in the movies. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, and so I was trying you. to avoid a little bit of that, but uh, uh but yeah, Thomas I love Jane it. as Hol- uh, not Holden um, Miller is great. He's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So another. Um, Affirmation for the Expanse book series and uh, the TV show. Uh, 
how many recommendations are you going to accumulate before you you finally dive in? (laughs) Right. At this point, if you listen to The Drift, you've heard multiple voices encouraging you to move that way. Leviathan Wakes is the first book in the Expanse series. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Yeah, and it, it, as I recall, a pretty big series, right? And one you can deep dive and. Uh, yeah, the, I think the fifth book, now, it's either the six. fifth or the sixth one, came out this uh, this year or late last year. One of the two. Yeah, and, right in time for holiday season, if I recall. And they've got uh, they've nice. also got some some sort of one off. I wouldn't call them short stories. They're more like novellas that focus on on sort of side characters, and in some cases, even characters that you don't really meet in the books. Um, that are also really good and just paint a broader picture of this, this sort of near future solar system. It's so it's so fast. It's fascinating. The, the way that they lay all this stuff out. Anyway, um, I was going to talk about something else, but now all I want to talk about is expanse. (laughs) Yeah. So come on, Drew, what are you, what are you nerding out on? You you can't pick the expanse. You got to pick some of them. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's funny because we've spent this whole time talking about how I'm way more into science fiction than fantasy. Um, but what I'm most excited about is happening in a few days. And that is the new season of game of Thrones starting. Uh, Oh yeah. Yes. 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 Season seven? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's just, mm. which is crazy, crazy to think. So obviously, that. you've watched the uh, the the ones before this. What uh, what about the show uh, stands out and appeals to you? If somebody's never seen it, oh well, um, it it's it's enough politics and enough uh, just just really compelling characters. Uh, which is, which is funny because I tried to read the first game of Thrones book and could not get through it, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I really, really enjoy the the look and feel of the show. It feels, I guess there are dragons and magic in this, but it, it feels very, very grounded. It feels very, very raw in a way that, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's hard. I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. It's just always <laughs> been kind of a given that game of Thrones is really good. Um, I mean, you've got you've got to like huge casts and like several plot threads in order to really dig into Game of Thrones because I mean, <laughs> like each cast each year is like you know twelve people minimum. And and there is a reason that they do the previously on Game of Thrones because they might reintroduce yeah. a character in the seventh season that hasn't been in on the show since the second season, and uh, <laughs> and you just got to remember. Well, and it's a show that uh, lends itself to binging for that reason too. You can, uh, you you can just take a whole season, dig in, and uh, plow through pretty uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, Game of Thrones is uh, fantastic if you haven't ever checked it out and are into fantasy, especially. It's um, it fits in that wheelhouse. But like you said, it's also about characters and developing them, and uh, and that political plot line that sort of weaves through the whole and, thing. And and I'm also a big. Uh, I'm also a big theory crafter. Uh, I get really into <laughs> like, like I have a whole idea in my head of what episode eight is going to look like for star Wars based on the one 45 second trailer that we've gotten. Um, I know none of it will be true, but I love the process <laughs> of creating the theory of what I think this means or that means or what this is going to be. And there's a huge bit of that in, in game of Thrones uh, surround, especially now that we're out of the books. Oh that yeah. We have the new, the new <laughs> seasons that are beyond where the, the published books are. No, no and, crib uh, notes for this season of the show. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just, it's really, it's really interesting f- even if I'm wrong, 
uh, you know, as long as the the thing that is presented is as interesting or more interesting than the idea I came up with, uh, I think is really, really fun. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks. Uh, thanks for those recommendations. And guys, thanks for being on the drift. Like, uh, we really appreciate uh this crossover you know, was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, we'll uh, we'll definitely share a lot of the notes you guys have uh, here, places where people can find more about Starfinder and especially about your your new podcast you guys will be launching when the game launches. So CosmicCrit.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, uh, and if you want to hear more uh, from Jason talking about himself and the drift and nerds on earth and all of that, you can also check out the more you nerd, which is our podcast that he might be guesting on this <laughs> week as well. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you guys letting me be a guest. And um, so as we close out, tell, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, you guys out there on the internet and, um, and uh, experience some of the, the great stuff you guys have been sharing. Uh, yeah, so of course, CosmicCrit.com for, for our new show, uh, TheMoreYouNerd.com for our, our current show. Uh, you can find us at TheMoreYouNerd on Twitter, Facebook.com slash TheMoreYouNerd, all that good stuff. Um, and of course, replace all of that with at CosmicCrit and CosmicCrit at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. uh, and we look forward to, uh, to hearing from you guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to The Drift, a Starfinder podcast presented by Nerds on Earth. Our theme music is a product of our amazing audio engineer, Andrew Danielson. You can learn more about his work at danielsonsound.com. Thanks again to Drew and Patrick, who you can follow on Twitter at The More You Nerd, and check out their podcast, The More You Nerd. If you want to follow a live stream Starfinder podcast, their podcast is called Cosmic Crit, which you can follow on Twitter at at Cosmic Crit. Next time on The Drift, we are joined by Thurston Hillman, who is the developer for the Starfinder Society organized play, and how to find a game near you.